Hello, welcome to episode three of Virtually Playable. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. So, uh, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a, a business convention I went to today in which I asked Gary V, a very uh, popular entrepreneur, about virtual reality. Um, and then I'm also going to talk about marketing virtual reality games. Uh, but first off, um, I just want to update you on a few things that I've been working on. Um, I've had a two-day break, and uh, what I've been working on is making sure that my content, this this podcast, goes out to uh, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, some on Instagram, though I've got to get better at it and post more. Um, it's also, the podcast is now on Spotify and SoundCloud. I've updated the website. Um, so that it shows all of the episodes to date and it's all of the subscribe buttons are currently working. So um, if you want to get a good overview of what this podcast is all about, go to virtuallyhq.com and don't forget to subscribe. Um, A few people have said, hey, Sean, why don't you ask people to subscribe? And it's because I'm an idiot. So please hit that subscribe button down there. I'll do the typical YouTube thing. Still getting used to this. So subscribe, please subscribe, Um, subscribe. Okay, so, um, and and the other thing I've been doing over the weekend is to contact a lot of developers out there. So I trolled through Reddit and, and a few of the ones that I've been aware of over the over the over the last year or so, um, found their studio website or their Twitter account um, or their itch page and contacted a lot of developers, um, just basically saying like I love what you're doing. Um, if you'd like to talk about it, uh, talk about who you are, um, what you're making, and why you're making it. Um, then they should come on the show. Uh, and um, there's some some feedback so far that that I might be getting some interviews coming in soon. All right. Um, something I pointed out on Twitter is that uh, a lot of the developers that I've got contacted so far, uh, they just they happen to be male, uh, identify as male. So. I really want to contact, make sure that I'm I'm representing a bit of diversity, um, and make sure that you know there's a variety of voices in this channel. It's important to me. Um, there are there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people like me doing podcasts uh, on VR, and I just want to make sure that we get variety and uh, uh, diversity of opinion and background. So. Yeah, if you if you if you know anyone that you you think might be interested in coming on the show, um, or joining the community, just please, please, please forward this show to them. Um, it's still early days, and I really, really, really value everyone's input. Um, so thank you if you do that. Thank you so much. Uh, and the website is virtually HQ. All of the socials are virtually HQ. All right, so to the meat of this episode is a uh, today I went with my mum to a convention, like a business convention in Melbourne. Now, before you think, wait, this isn't relevant to VR, um, 
keep in mind that part of the problem of VR is that we're not reaching enough consumers or they're not they're not finding enough value in what we create. So in a way, it is really a marketing problem. Um, and me from a marketing background, that's what I hope to bring to virtual reality. And uh, yeah, the convention's called the National Achievers Congress, which is, you know, it's kind of a weird name. And the first thing I thought of when I went there was like, I've been called a quiet achiever my whole life. Um, like friends and family and teachers always said that, like, I'd just sit at the back and get A's and, and top of the class, but I wouldn't say anything about it. Um, and the first thing I thought when I came into that hall with 5,000 people waiting to listen to business, business mentors, um, this is where the noisy achievers go. And I've realized that there's no point being a quiet achiever, like not in this marketplace, not with this technology. You have to talk about it. You have to be noisy about virtual reality. So that's, um, if you take anything from, from this, I hope you feel more confident to talk about what you're working on um, and, uh, and look into some of these business um, speakers on YouTube, such as Gary Vee, uh, because they, in many cases, they offer motivation around like finding your purpose or finding your goal, uh, making sure that you're you're happy. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot to offer from these people, and I've never been to a conference like that before, and it was crazy. The like the there was one guy called Grant Cordone never heard of him but he is very popular <laughs> like there were people screaming 10x from around the hall and uh and next to me and behind me they were super fans of grant cordone um and he pitches a different message i don't completely get on board with that it doesn't doesn't speak to me very well but gary v definitely has had an impact on me in the past week and that's he gary v gary vaynerchuk is the reason that I am still doing this podcast, why, why I started this podcast. Um, I'm doing, now I'm still doing it because I believe in the joy that virtual reality can bring, um, but is not yet. It's not bringing it to enough people. So that's why I'm doing this podcast, because we need more people playing these games. All right, so... That's Gary Vee. He's a, if you don't know who that is, he got into, he had, he worked in his dad's wine store in the 90s, I think, um, through to the 2000s, and was very early to get into e-commerce and email marketing. And, uh, and now he's one of the main, like, thought leaders in how to market your brand or, like, your product on social media. And the main strategy he suggests is working on a lot of relevant content. So if, you're, if you think that you put out enough content about your game, you think one post a week on Twitter is enough, um, it's, it's not. So anyway, um, 
and the general uh, few of the keywords for understanding what Gary Fee says about uh, business and marketing is that it's good to have patience, to be persistent, to be practical, and also positive. Um, and I, I really agree with him. It's really resonated with me. So I definitely recommend checking out Gary Vee because it might not be for everyone, um, but you just never know if his message and his way of delivering it, you don't know if it will get through to you or someone you, you know. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just like uh, rant a little bit here. Like I didn't want to go to that convention because I'm a kind of practical person and this was my, my Monday. I always have Mondays off work because I, that lets me focus on my projects. And I said, why would I go to a convention? I've already watched the YouTube videos and, and podcasts, listened to the podcasts for a week and I think I'm done. You know, I don't need to go to listen to Gary Vee anymore. His message has got through. Um, but anyway, I bought the tickets because my mum wanted to go with me. And uh, since I bought the tickets, I decided to email him just on, oh, just on the odd chance that he might reply. I said things like, uh, just basically, if he's getting into VR or, or would, would like someone to help him work with VR in any way, I would do almost anything it takes to to get on his on his team somehow um even if it takes five years before any action happens um so i'll play a clip here uh so if i'm trying something new in my podcast today on on, on the on the youtube version i'm going to show some photos and a video oh shit there's my intro <laughs> sorry i forgot to play my intro clip so that's my mum uh, and me in front of the uh, like the screen there. You can see Gary V there. Um, my enormous grin and yeah, we had a good time. Here's a, a video of my question. Come in. Hi, my name's Sean. I'm from Melbourne. How's it going? Really well. Welcome to Melbourne. Thank you. Um, my is about virtual reality and esports. Okay. So I found you a week ago. And basically, I think I'll never have to come to another thing like this. You, you've converted, right? You unlock something. Um, I've just started a podcast called Virtually Playable, and it's to support the developers out there who are creating content for virtual reality. Um, so I'm already putting into action what you've recommended. Um, my question is about virtual reality as a platform, and also like esports. Uh, you, you've said that. You're interested in nostalgic brands like yes. Nintendo, yes. but my belief is that the Nintendo of tomorrow is being born today. I so, believe that too. And so they, both they, both co and they both coexist. I believe to your point that 35 years from now, whatever we're doing, that both Fortnite and Zelda can coexist. You know, yes, nostalgia is being born every day, but it also is not dying necessarily, right? So there's a place for Pokemon and Mickey Mouse today. Right, so I believe that. I think the bigger and more interesting question for me is how patient are you? We are a long way away for virtual reality at scale at the consumer level. There's not a person in this huge hall 
or this gorgeous city that spends an hour a day in VR. It's just not there yet. The technology is moving very quickly. And so it's just like internet, right? Microsoft had Microsoft.com in 1991. It really didn't matter until 1999. So your biggest thought to make what you're doing practical is either A, you get subsidized by B2B, because going to the footy championship in September and a brand having a VR thing there, that could even happen this September. But normal humans, us playing VR games or doing anything VR is super far away because we haven't even started. So that's, that's what you have to do. Because timing matters, right? Like text messaging. Right now we're obsessed. I've been waiting for text messaging for 15 years. I've been waiting to get into your text and sell to you for my whole life. Now is the time. It's just starting to happen, right? Back to gaming, Ninja just a couple hours ago announced his cell number to get people into his, so it's just happening. Got it? Awesome, cheers. So, uh, from that clip, you can see me, I'm, well, I've put on weight in the last year, but anyway, um, just as an intro, they put up a microphone and said that he'll be taking questions. And I knew he'd be, that, that, that he would take questions. Um, and the guy in front of me sat down, uh, he stood up, uh, and he was wearing like a, a fluffy, like monster costume. That was pretty cool. Um, and then no one else for the next 30 seconds lined up. So I just made my legs work and got in second in line. And that was like probably the most public thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and it was pretty, I was pretty nervous. Um, but I do it for you. I do it for you 100%. Uh, well, you and the players that you haven't reached yet, right? All the players out there who haven't played VR yet. Because in that, when I was sitting down, I wasn't sure what to ask. But I, I just genuinely wanted an opinion of his, his, like his thoughts. Okay, so just a quick breakdown of what I asked again, a recap and an explanation. So I explained that I've just started a podcast um, at, called Virtual, Virtually Playable, and it's to support the developers out there who are creating content for virtual reality. Uh, you're interested in nostalgic brands like Nintendo, uh, but my belief is the Nintendo of tomorrow is being born today. So... I'm not happy with the way I phrased this. Um, uh, he has talked about like buying Nintendo or like getting Nintendo on track as an example of a, a brand from the past that hasn't fully capitalized um, on the on the tech that we have today in the way that like I think also that Nintendo could have done more to get into mobile gaming um, and. And the fact that Pokemon Go was so popular shows that there was potential. There is potential. Um, so this is becoming my mantra in a way that the Nintendo of tomorrow is being born today. It could be you listening to this show. Um, it could be a team that you form. It it could be your friend who is working on that game. 
And why I say Nintendo is that Nintendo is a brand in gaming that has been around for years. Um, and it's known for its consistent quality and it's family friendly. And I think that that is what will, that sort of brand, that sort of game is what will help crack open the VR market. Um, and if there's consistency behind it, a studio could, it's the doors are open, I think, right now. And I don't know where in the world that studio is or who that team will be, but I'm pretty sure they're alive and they're working on games right now. My, my goal is to support you and to help you connect with that team to make sure that when that team finds a good game, finds the fun, that they then find their market. That's my goal, and I'm not trying to do anything else. Um, and then uh, Gary said he believes that too. He believes it will coexist. Uh, the, new, the new studio will coexist with Nintendo. Uh, to your point, I believe that 35 years from now, whatever we're doing, that both Fortnite uh, and Zelda can coexist. Um, and he's actually, he's played Zelda as well. He goes on to say that the bigger, more important question is how patient are you? We are a long way from virtual reality at a scale for the consumer level. Um, so this goes to the one of the core things that he talks about, which is patience. The concept here is that the best example he gave was think about like you're, you're dead and you go to meet your maker or, or whatever. And you look back at your life. And if you had have stopped something in October of 2011, then you, you wouldn't. You, you gave up, right? You could have been so close to some big break or something connecting and enabling the next step. You could have been so close. So patience is big. And I know that I have to be patient with this virtual reality stuff. Everybody should know that. It's not going to happen quickly. Um, like many others, I do believe that in around 20 years, it will be very widespread, but it's not yet. Uh, he then goes on to highlight that at a practical level, um, to do something now, it would have to be B2B. For example, um, something relating to a sporting event. Um, which I think would be, you know, if there was a huge crowd at an event, then some sort of pop-up virtual reality experience that people can try that's connected to football, for example. Um, and those things exist, uh, especially like I've seen it in cricket. Um, and timing is everything. He emphasized that. So for me... The fact that I don't need to make a full-time full, full income from 
this podcast. Uh, and I just love this medium, its potential, and all the people creating in this medium. Uh, I'm prepared to be patient and as long as it takes, really. Um, not to toot my own horn because I'm not there yet, but uh, I was discussing with my mum outside the event um, a bit of like the long-term thing that that I might go with this podcast or my, my role in the industry. We don't have, we, we don't have a lot of idols or, um, I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure of the word, but prominent personalities in virtual reality on the content side. Um, there's, sure, there's some, like, hardware people that you look up to, um, but not much in, in the content side. So a potential future for me would be to work at, uh, work at Oculus or Apple or Samsung in a, a developer relations role or uh, marketing or uh, like a content strategy role. And my goal is to be in a position to apply for those kinds of jobs in about one year from now. Um, but failing that, I'll talk about my next topic, which is marketing. Um, If you're a game developer, right? I've I've seen I I I like to be inclusive and there are some game developers who very much focus on creating what they want to exist, right? And that's good because that 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 uh helps you stay passionate. There's also developers who focus only on what will make money. Um and that's good because they make money and they can feed their family. And then there's developers in the middle who have found something that the market appreciates and is prepared to pay for um, and that the, the developers also enjoy making. Um, and that's obviously the best scenario. Um, but I think that Even in the early stages, it's important to begin building your audience, whether you are a solo creator or a small team um, or a medium-sized studio. You, you can't afford uh, any day in which you're not actively promoting what you're working on or who you are or what you're interested in. Um, there's just no point in, like, you're missing, you're missing out. There's opportunities that you're just missing out on. Um, at this point, it looks like, for example, the Oculus Quest might have around, maybe around a million users right now. I don't know how true that number is, but uh, that's just one device that's released three months ago. So, 
either now or in the near future, I'm thinking that there may be the need for more marketing advice uh, for virtual reality content. Um, and I don't have that experience. However, I might start to do some research, some research um, and put the word out there to see if anyone would like to be my guinea pig, pretty much. Um, yeah, so let me know what you think about, about the state that VR is in. Um, especially if you have something on a store, because I just want to know what sort of marketing you do at the moment. Um, and that includes, it includes a community management, 100%. Um, so what platforms do you market on? Uh, how often do you post? And what kind of content do you post? And have you done, have you had any success? And please share it with us because we all, we all want to grow virtual reality, get more games into more, the hands of more players. Um, and anything that you've figured out, please share it, definitely. Okay, so um, please join the Discord channel. Um, we are now sitting, I think, at about five members, so we've gone up two or three since I last told you. Um, and there's some conversation going on in there. Um, thank you to everyone that's joined in the last few days. I, I am keeping my expectations realistic at this time. Um, and uh, let me know what you think about what Gary V said. Uh, about my question and my like my uh, my goal, let me know if you think that the Nintendo of today, uh, the Nintendo of tomorrow, is being born today. Um, let me know if you think you know a studio that will be that juggernaut of uh, the platform. Um, and any questions you have about uh, anything to do with social media or um, anything that's not directly programming or art uh, or story, like everything else, production, marketing, funding, things like that. Like I'm really good at research, so, and uh, I've had a lot of exposure to things over the years. If you ask me a question, I'll do my best to answer it. Uh, this is free consultation, so seize the opportunity. <laughs> um, I've been told that I should show off VR a lot more. Oops, let's get rid of that. I've been told I should show off the device a bit more. Um, so here we go, my precious Oculus Quest, which I don't actually use much. I spend more time talking about it than playing it. Um, and I'm working on getting my, 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 uh, video here, the backdrop, something more interesting happening here. Um, and I'm still waiting on people to come in. So if you, uh, you want to come on the show and spread the word about what you're doing, please do it. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. 
Um, I think I might have not said and um too many times, but if you think I say and um too much, let me know just down there in the comments. All right, so have a good one uh, and I'll see you next episode. Thanks for watching.